everybody, this is John Tatey welcoming you back to Pop Mom, the podcast where culture is relative. Yes, it's time again for my mom, Bonnie Tatey. You know her, you love her, to share her view of pop culture, small town life, and the riddles of human nature. On this episode, Mom reviews the British panel show Taskmaster. Oh, we return again to the British Isles. We've been spending a lot of time there lately. Let's bring Mom in now. Hi, Mom. Hi, Johnny. How are you? Oh, my God. I drank tea. I cleared my throat. And now I still (laughs) sound like I have a frog in my throat. Wait, I'm going to clear my voice again. Uh, Let's bring Mom in now. Wait, I'm already in. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you are. You You devil. Well, I'm excellent, Mom. How are you? I am excellent also. Good. I am always excellent. Was that was that supposed to be like a thing for me to move into my story? I'm never sure. Uh, (laughs) You know, we're new to doing this whole thing and. I'm never sure. You can take it as you will. I'll host the show. Right. Don't worry. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, so I'm going to tell you my UPS story first. Okay. Because uh, I just want to let the folks know, here's what's on my list of notes uh, from my brief pre-show conversation with mom. <laughs> Grocery store, drugstore, UPS. So that's what you have to look forward to. I can't wait. Mom, we're hearing UPS first. You're going to do the last part first, as they used to I'm say. I'm going to on... do the UPS because it's very short. And, okay, okay. Um, and, and there was some satisfaction to it. So here's my UPS story. I collect golden books, as you know. And there is a store online called The Book Bundler that sells different types of books very cheaply. So I ordered some golden books because usually I go to Goodwill to get them, but I haven't been pretty much anywhere. So, mm. And you collect was, these little golden books. Right. How many would you say you have at this point? Oh, too many. A uh, couple hundred. Okay. My intent was to cut them up and turn them into notebooks, but... Uh, Anyway, so I ordered them and they were they were going to be coming tomorrow, tomorrow, always tomorrow. So finally, I tried to contact UPS and see why they weren't coming. And finally, 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 you know, I had to talk. You can't. You can't find anyone to talk to. You can't even chat with somebody online. It's just, it's like a dead zone. It's awful. So uh, I I did call the UPS number, which routes you to somewhere else, another country, because the problem was that the UPS does not deliver to a post office box, which I know. And it only delivers to a street address. But I have no idea of knowing how these different companies ship. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if you don't ship to a post office box, don't accept a post office box when I put in my address. Okay. So here it is. My box is sitting in Laconia. And they are not bringing it here. And... Oh, but they They're, brought it all the way to Laconia. Yes. 
But you can't talk to anybody in Laconia. No. And I, I even called Flash Photo in in New London and said, do you have the number for UPS? Because they're a, a UPS drop-off. Mm. And I said, how do I contact them? And he said, you can't. <laughs> so here's my box sitting in Laconia. And it needs a street address on it, but I can't contact Laconia. And all they keep telling me is I can come pick it up. And when I look up their hours, they are open. Are you ready? They are open from four o'clock in the afternoon till five. (laughs) Wow. You better hope there's not a line. (laughs) Well, you know, that doesn't make sense. So I'm not going to drive. 50 minutes yeah anyway so dad uh fortunately was expecting a ups package and he spoke to our wonderful driver who called and got the label switched and it was delivered wow there you go thanks ups driver yes just to the driver yeah (laughs) yeah only him only him and the next day i got a survey to fill out and let me tell you, it was so much fun to give them zeros on everything. <laughs> Zero. Yeah. Um, I have a box that was shipped to me from San Francisco uh, on February 25th. Uh, so, Oh, so it's been a month now. Um, and it took a week to get to Chicago. And it has been sitting in the Chicago Distribution Center ever since then. I mean, four to five, I wish I had the luxury. You just cannot. There's nothing you can do to get this package. You have to wait for the post office to deliver it. Oh, my God. After a couple of weeks of it sitting in Chicago, I, um, you know, filed a, I don't know, of a complaint, just like a report with my local post office. Um And they got back to me within a week saying, uh, with a form letter, I think my favorite sentence in it was, we realize that an apology is not a substitute for good service. (laughs) So we're not even going to offer one. Yeah, and then they went on to apologize, (laughs) and I was like, well, uh, okay, and I still don't have my box. Oh, Um, no! Yeah, I may never get it, but it's just uh, not an uncommon story from what I understand, uh, given the state of the post office right now, but it still hasn't gotten here. Wow. How frustrating. It, and you what, don't even, do you know which post office is at? I only know it's at some giant Chicago distribution center. You know, mm-hmm. February 25th was around the time of that big uh, snowstorm. Uh, yes. And I think it just got in a pile. And from what I understand, you know, the trucks keep bringing the packages in and they keep shipping them out and they don't really right. have time to get to the old piles. Right, um, right. And that's what my postmaster will say. Yeah, it's sitting in a corner someplace. Well, thank you. Thank you so yeah. much for your assistance. <laughs> I think that's the truth. It's the, <laughs> it's the truth. And it's frankly like it's it's disquieting how things that we take for granted are going away. Like the post yeah. office works and your package will arrive. Sometimes it'll be a day or two late. You know, oh, that's slow post office. But it's not like, I've never experienced this just like black hole yeah. void 
phenomenon that the right. post office seems to be right now. Right. And it's nobody's fault and nobody cares. Yep. Yep. So if that's your insulin you're waiting for to save your life, too bad. Yep. Well, Louie's going to clean it all up. Oh, my God. If they don't get rid of him, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm not even sure he's the problem at this point. Having read a great deal about the post office in the past month, I'm not even sure. It's it's a complicated. It's complicated. I mean, I don't think he's a good guy, but I'm not sure he's the problem. Well, somebody has to be the problem, so it has to be him. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's the thing. The bureaucracy is so complicated. Uh, you know, it, these bureaucracies get so big, and this happens in companies, too. I don't mean to pick on government, but these organizations get so big that you lose that responsibility, right? It becomes too diffuse, and I think that's what's happened here. Like, nobody is really responsible. Right, right. That's right. And and I'm sure the blame trickles down, because who do you get mad at? Well, I'm going to get mad at my local guy, because yeah. I don't know anybody in Washington, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, don't All get right. mad at him. I don't. I don't get mad at him. He really he really <laughs> is. Uh, I do get mad at him, but uh, I realize it isn't really his fault. Yeah. Okay. Good. There. All right. That's UPS. Now, uh, drugstore or grocery store. Where are we going next on our grand journey? Well, uh, this is we're going to go to the grocery store now because I would like you to know that my record is intact that the last four times I have been to the co-op, I have dropped a whole package of blueberries at the checkout counter. (laughs) And if they are watching me on tape, I'm so embarrassed because it happens every time. Those those clamshell boxes, just my hands. Oh, oh, I just don't know what it is. Okay, the clamshell box. Yeah, the plastic thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sure. I see. I was picturing the green, um, like foamy type oh, container yeah, yeah. with uh, you know with a seal on top. And I was wondering right. how you made a mess with that. But the clamshell, I can definitely see it. Now, you say every time. How many times has this happened? Four. This is the fourth time it's happened. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. I know. <laughs> and it's, they don't know it's my fourth time, but I do. And they keep saying, oh, it's all right. Accidents happen. And I want to say to them, yeah, it's me. I'm the one that's throwing all yeah. your blueberries yeah. away. I'm the accident <laughs> happening to you. Oh, <laughs> I'm waiting for them to say, yeah, we had some lady in here two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Some idiot did the same thing just a yeah, few days ago. Yeah. And I'll say, I know, I know it was me. Oh, it's so embarrassing. Four but times. Anyway, Good God. I Mom. know. It's like I could go to the Olympics. Now, a few weeks ago, I told you about how I was um, looking for my headphones and couldn't find them everywhere. And you gave me the super helpful advice of every time you take them off, put them in the same place, which is like great advice for time travelers, right? When you're looking for something, (laughs) just travel back in time and put it in the same place every time. Problem solved. So what advice can I give you? I would say um, after the first time you spill it, I would think you would develop a system for handling the blueberries. <laughs> what is your approach to the blueberries? 
I, <laughs> I, I think I'm going to have to pick them up, each box up in two hands. Yeah, pick okay. One box up in two hands and the next box up in two hands. How, oh, these are multiple boxes you're rupturing at the... Two, two boxes. Two boxes at once? No. No, I'm only spilling one. Box oh, you're only spilling time. one of the boxes. Okay. So you make it out of there with some blueberries, but then next time you go back and you say, I better get some extra blueberries because I spilled <laughs> half my haul last time. <laughs> and so it goes. I see. Um, and you, you should see them trying to pick them up because they roll all over uh, and then they roll out of the little. I know. It sounds up. like a, it sounds like a taskmaster task. <laughs> it's awful. Pick up forever. all the blueberries. It's just, it's, and you have to stand there and you have to, I can't even, I've run out of things to say like, oh, I'm so sorry. And, oh, this is, I, and I almost have brought myself to the giggles, which would be an absolute disaster because, you know, then I would be cackling and, um, it's, it's a very, it's a very tense thing for me, but listen to me. This is not the big story from the supermarket. <laughs> oh, this isn't even the grocery store item? This isn't the story. This isn't the story. So I go to the back of the store where I have, over time, befriended the uh, butcher that works back there. Mm -hmm. And in this supermarket, well, I guess every supermarket, but, you know, they still have all the meat in the case and you can, the, he helps you choose your meat. Yeah, he picks and out just the perfect package of blueberries for you. That's <laughs> No, we're in the meat department now. So uh, I made friends with him one day when we were making fun of another customer um, <laughs> who had followed him when he worked in the New London store. And then he went to work for the co-op and she followed him and she kind of flirts with him. And she but she wears makeup like she looks like Dracula. And um, she's very weird. She drives a Hummer and, and I know who she is and he didn't know who she was. So I did tell him. And so now I get cheaper meat. But anyway, <laughs> I, I digress. Yeah, it's been nothing but digressions. What's the story? I'm sorry. So here's the story. I'm looking in the case because I don't want to interact with anybody you know the supermarket not my favorite place so he says hey how you doing and he said i recognized you from your hair which my hair is purple you know and so he i go over and i say hi how are you and so he goes on to tell me uh, that he's moved home with his parents he finally got out of claremont where which he hated and his stupid wife lived there and, you know, now they're divorced and how much he hates her. And uh, he has two kids and he has no relationship with them because he was working all the time and his hobby was drinking. And he, that's all he did was work and drink, work and drink, work and drink until he couldn't stand on his feet. So he got a cortisone shot that cost fifteen hundred dollars for one shot and. I just, I said, uh, could I have six sausages, please? Because <laughs> I felt like he was, 
going to go on and on and on unless I bought something and left. <laughs> and I didn't even want the sausage, but I panicked. He got a cortisone shot to cure his alcoholism? What does the cortisone shot have to do with anything? What does any of this have to do with it? Well, he stopped honestly? drinking. He stopped drinking. Well, the point is that when you go into the supermarket, you expect to pick up your pound of hamburger yeah. and get the hell out of there. You don't expect to become a instant psychiatrist for somebody. Yeah. Um, that's the trouble with making friends. And it's not, a, <laughs> you know, I before I tell, say this, I think it's great to make friends. And, you know, I try to do it when I frequent a place. Case in point, before the pandemic, I would go get coffee at the coffee shop around the corner most days. And I got to know most of the people in there. There was a oh. young, aspiring um, comedy writer there. And I had just come off my TV show and knew plenty of people in the business. So I looked at her packet. Um, she was submitting to a show and gave her some notes, you know, so pretty friendly terms with a bunch of yeah. these um, baristas or whatever uh, they would like to be called at the coffee shop. But some days I just wanted to go in there and get my coffee, you know, right. and suddenly I felt awkward that I'm not having to chit chat or so uh, is, does it make me a misanthrope? I don't know because I do the chit chat, but I just felt some days I just wanted the coffee. Yeah. And yeah. it's hard to <laughs> split it once you've gotten into that friend zone. Yeah. But can't you just hold your phone up to your ear like I'm on a really important phone call? <laughs> no. no. Okay. I don't know. I'm that. trying not to look like an asshole. Your strategy is just to go in there and be an asshole from the get-go with that yes. move. But uh, I'm, I'm trying not to be seen as an asshole, and maybe that's oh, my hang-up. And that is your hang-up because nobody gives a rat's ass. Really? Yeah, well, that's the truth. That's the truth. We all think we're more important. Yeah. I mean, unless you're a brain surgeon or somebody coming into the room you're nothing you're, unless you're, you're a world. brain surgeon you're nothing <laughs> <laughs> well what i mean is we are you and matt and merrick and jenna you know you're my universe but you're my universe and mean the world to me yeah um no oh, i understand anyways. what you're saying yeah we yeah, get okay. it all right. Well, okay. anyway, I thought this was a bunch of oversharing. Now, I I tend to run into this when I go out. For some reason, people will frequently, before the pandemic, talk to me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, I've been in a store where which which one of these dresses looks better? Do you think is my? You know, what do I know? But people will ask things like that, and. Um, it's, so it's, I'm I'm sort of used to that, but I thought this was a bit much, given that I've known this fella for years, and now all this comes spilling out, right? <laughs> so usually it's just a, a moderate amount of chit chat and business. Right. Is it still snowing outside? I yes. see. So today was a br was a break from the usual. He stepped it up, in your opinion. Quite a lot. But Had a you, lot on his mind. But you stepped it up by telling him who that person driving the Hummer was. Well, right? I did that years ago, though. Oh, okay, okay. Years ago. So that this is that's not the direct cause here. He was just feeling chatty that day, I guess. Well, I, I 
I wasn't. All right. <laughs> so here's my last. Th- and then we had to go to the drugstore. All right. Let's go to the drugstore. <clears throat> All right. So this is just an annoying one at the drugstore. I go to the drugstore. Uh, I get the prescription. And then I forget what else I bought. Something for dad. Oh, Advil. So I have to go to the front checkout now. Oh, and yeah. some woman comes up behind me with her granddaughter, because I don't know why the kids aren't in school. They are in school, but there still seems to be quite a lot of kids not in school. They're looking at all the little tchotchkes next to the counter, right next to me, right next to me. Mm. And of course, now I start sweating and the checkout lady can't move fast enough But I'm so, I know I'm just going to explode. And she has her little granddaughter with her. So I, I, I just, I don't know if I can go back to the drugstore now. Yeah. If people are, people think what the sun's out, the COVID is over. Uh, did they have masks on? I didn't look. Because I, because I'm trying to, I'm trying to focus all my super Superman attention to the, to the clerk checking me out at Superman speed is what I'm trying to convey to her through telepathy. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's unfortunate. And I wasn't prepared. I wasn't prepared with. I'm sorry. Could you step back? And I realize I need to have a, a. I need to have something in my hip pocket to say that's polite, but gets my point. So yeah. do you have a suggestion? Well, I do. And um, yeah, my- Not the one that didn't work for you. Yeah. I don't want well, that that's one. all I got. That's all I got. That one worked for a while, and then it sure didn't. Uh, I don't right, know well, if I've told this story on the podcast. Uh, I guess I'll try to tell the short version, but- uh, Someone was doing exactly what you're describing uh, in a line at a local computer store. Um, I guess this was, what, last fall, last spring? I don't remember when it was. Um, But, you know, when we were deep in the throes of the pandemic, um, I couldn't even believe I was going to the computer store in the first place, that whole... um, And I had to... I was going back to return something. Anyway, I was going to try to tell the short version. Um, (laughs) So I used my line. There were these two people just getting up in my business. Everybody else was spaced out. There were squares on the floor to stand on. And these people, I could tell, they just, not only did they want to live life as as they wanted to live it, they, I could tell the man in this couple clearly relished demonstrating that he does not need to follow the rules. Um, He's one of those great American men. So um, they were up in my business, and I turned to them, and in my... um, my best, um, this is a real me problem. I'm the jerk here voice. Mm-hmm. I said, mm-hmm. uh, excuse me, could you please just give me a little space? I'm sorry to bother you. Could you please give me a little space? Um, and not only did he refuse, but he chose to uh, step closer and uh, say, sure, I can give you a little more space. And I said, um, well, you say that you're going to give me a little more space, but you're not doing it. So are you going to do it? And he said, um, well, 
that depends. Are you going to keep being a little bitch about it? Mm. I don't even know what that means. It's still... I think you know exactly what it means. There's nothing. There's nothing to ferret out in it. Um, well, did he want to? Do you think he wanted to punch, fight, or what? What do you think he wanted? He wanted out to of start it? a fight. Certainly, yeah. Yeah. He wanted to yeah. start a fight. Okay. Yeah. That's what that means. Um, why I I can't imagine. You know, because because yeah. yeah. he has a small penis. I don't know, but. Um, I wasn't going to start a fight, but as you can imagine, the adrenaline was pumping at that point. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, I really had to deal with the anger from that and still deal with the anger from that episode. I mean, I made it to the end of the story is that I did not punch him. I did not murder him as I wished to do. Um, instead, I just swallowed all of my rage and said, you know what? If you're in such a hurry, why don't you just go right ahead and let yeah. him take my place in line and made the six feet distance myself and have hated myself for it ever since, even though no. I, even though I know it was the right thing to do. It's, it's, yeah, it was a bad yeah. scene. And that's, yeah. again, that's the short version of it. But the, the moral of the story is nobody got punched. So hooray. But, um, I will never go back to that computer store. And I wonder because it felt so awful to have no escape. Like the other thing I could have done yeah. was leave, but we were right. sort of in this like shoot they'd set up for the line leading to the register. Oh. There was nowhere for me to go without like pushing over a display um, at that point. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I wonder if businesses understand that their um, negligence of situations like this has caused long-term damage because I won't go back to that computer store yeah. ever it's a site of a really upsetting um, episode. And if they had just had someone standing there saying, hey, please stand six feet apart. Right. Sorry, but could when, you just stand? Right. But instead, there was nobody there to help me. They just they set up their stupid system and then they let us fend for the fend for ourselves. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, think I think that the person at the register at the drugstore to come back around to the story at hand should have said, Oh, excuse me. Could you step back a little bit? Like, it's well, not I your job. Right. Right. But it is my job because where she's situated, she's, you know, the counter is quite wide. It's like two feet wide. And she's, and then there's a display in front. So they can't even really see her that she's right next to me picking up the, the little soaps and the little, perfume bottles and whatnot and um she can't really see it but i feel like i need to have a line other than hey could you get the hell away from me uh i need a better you know she had a granddaughter with her i don't want to yeah I need well my i have had some success with um excuse me could i'm sorry could you please give me a little more space I'm not okay. batting a thousand with that line, but it has yeah. gotten results <laughs> sometimes. Well, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna keep that one nearby because I think people are getting a little loosey goosey. So Yep. <clears throat> All right. Well that's good. That's very helpful to me. Good. Uh let's check the old Pop Mom mailbag. Oh. Let's see. We've got a message from Libby B, a longtime listener. She says I would love for you and mom to weigh in on the Jeopardy guest hosts. 
Just a short segment whenever there's a new host to comment on. Please do start with Ken and producer Mike, and then buzz in with your thoughts every few weeks. Libby programming the whole season here. Uh, I don't know if we can check in every few weeks, but Mom, I did. uh, I thought it was a great suggestion. Uh, And now I don't watch Jeopardy regularly. I know this may come as a shock to people because they know I'm such an Alex Trebek aficionado, but I'm not a regular viewer of the show, and I have not seen any of the new hosts, but I know you are a regular viewer, Mom. But have you been watching the new hosts? Most of them. Okay. Ken Jennings was tolerable. I, I didn't mind him too much. I thought he did a good job. I thought he lacked some personality. Uh, I don't fault him for that. This is not his profession. Yeah, yeah. And I thought he was a good tribute to Alex, etc. Yep. I wouldn't like him for the full-time host. Okay. How about you? Well, I haven't seen him. Uh, okay. But uh, so, no, I don't <clears throat> want him to host it either. All right. I like him, but no. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought the producer. Yeah, Mike Richards. Loved him. I really yeah. loved him. Daddy did not love him. Oh. I I thought he moved the show right along. I thought he had the right attitude, the right everything. I, I really, really liked him a lot. Katie Kirk, I couldn't stand. She was so sweet and sappy and sugary. She talked to the contestants like they were first graders. It was embarrassing. It was horrible. <laughs> okay. And uh, Dr. Oz is the latest one, right? Yes. And I refuse to watch him. I don't blame you. So I have not seen him at all. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm not, you know, I don't know why. I don't care if Alex was friends with him. He, I think he's a quack and I... I don't need to see him or hear him or look at him. Yeah. Huckster. Huckster. That's the right word. Yeah. So I have no opinion on him except that I wouldn't watch him. I will tune in to see how Aaron Rodgers uh, does because it's two of my interests intersecting. And I like Aaron Rodgers. So he's uh, in April, I believe, his episodes air. Um, So that should be good. Or it might be and, terrible. Or it might be terrible, but I, uh, I'll i look forward to that. I'll look forward to all of them. Uh, Is there someone you'd like to see as host? There was a campaign um, shortly after Alex's death to have LeVar Burton be considered as host. Who knows if he even wants the job uh, yeah. or would be any good at it. But I was like, okay, Reading Rainbow Guys, Star Trek, like it fits to me. I would have liked to see that. I thought that was a good idea, at least. Um, I agree. Is there someone you would like to put in that role? No, I don't. I don't really. (laughs) I think it's a very tough spot to fit into, um, to have the right tone, the right um, sense of humor. um, uh, Which is which? What we we just need a little tiny bit of it. We don't need. There's only room for a tiny bit of it. Right. And it's not your show. You know, yeah, there was yeah. there was quite a balance what, uh, that Alex knew how to do. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed Mike Richards, um, who was the executive really producer did. of Jeopardy. He used to be the executive producer of The Price is Right and gave me an incredible welcome, one of the best days of my life. Oh. 
when my TV show went out there, uh, he talked to me for like 20 minutes more than we had scheduled, I think because we hit it off and he could tell that I appreciated like what he did and the show. Um, but he is real close to my heart. Mike Richards is. I, I have. Uh, sorry, Mike, I did not watch your episodes, but um, I'm not surprised you did a good job. By mom's reckoning, at least, because yeah, those those were my favorites. Yeah, he knows his stuff. Okay, Katie Couric, thumbs down. Yeah. Doctor Oz, no marks, not considered. I'd I'd give him a negative mark just because he's Doctor Oz. <laughs> And he's a quack, yeah. Good idea, though, Libby. So, yeah, maybe we'll check in after there's been a couple more hosts, and, and uh, I'll see uh, see how it's going. Fair enough? Great. Fa- that sounds wonderful. Next up in the mailbag, we have Patrick V. He writes, Hi, I have done my homework to try and find any instance of you writing about Taskmaster or discussing it on the show, and I came up short. I really recommend it. It has brought me so much joy. If you aren't familiar with it, well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to stop right there in the email because, Patrick, we took your advice, and this is one of the best Pop Mom emails we've ever gotten. So let's get right into it. Thank you, Patrick, for suggesting this week's topic on Pop Mom. We are indeed (laughs) talking about Taskmaster. You ready, Mom? I am. In each season of the long-running British panel show Taskmaster, five comedians and TV personalities are assembled to compete in a series of peculiar tasks devised by series creator and co-host Alex Horn. Build a tower of lemons. Highest tower wins. High-five a 55-year-old. Fastest time wins. Make the biggest mess you can and then completely clean it up (laughs) in 10 minutes. These are... <laughs> These are some of the challenges the contestants face. And after we watch their sometimes inspired, sometimes hapless attempts to succeed, they are all subject to the harsh judgment of Greg Davies, the taskmaster himself. Here's a clip in which the players try to figure out what's inside a series of pies without breaching the pastry of the pie. I'm thinking cheese and potato, steak and onion. Thinking steak and ale for that one. Thinking steak and kidney for this at the moment. And this one, I do think steak and ale. I mean, I've written steak three times. <laughs> this one, because it's got a, a seed topping, I think this is a vegetarian pie. I think it's sweet potato and leek. <laughs> My feeling is, Frank, that y- you were hoping to sense the contents of the <laughs> yes. pie. Yes, I took a psychic approach. Sort of a pie whisperer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Should we see some more? Yeah, these are the results of what was actually in the pies. Okay, so this is the one that I think is um, steak and kidney. It's, um, so actually it's got a, a, a picture in it of, um, of the taskmaster. <laughs> that would have taken some surmising. Many, many full episodes and individual tasks from Taskmaster are available on YouTube. Just look for the official Taskmaster channel. They have uploaded pretty much everything. But careful! You might not be able to stop. The the task at hand right now is amusing and delighting Mom. So, Mom, how did Taskmaster fare? (laughs) I am in love. I love, love, love yeah. this show. It is hilarious. It's, 
it's fantastic. It's one of the best things I've seen in a while, and I could not stop. I clicked the segment, so um, Patrick recommended that we watch uh, the segment Get the Potato into the Hole Without Touching the Green. Uh, without touching the red green. So there's this big, like, I don't know, 15-foot circle around, um, like, a cup, uh, and they had to toss a potato into it without stepping inside the red circle. And it is a good place to start, but I'll tell you what, after that, I was just like, you know what, I'll watch one more, and then one more, and then one more, (laughs) and, like, it's just hard to say enough, because it never is is enough. And I have not seen one bum segment yet i have not seen one segment where i said oh that one was okay they're all funny and delightful and it's great but i'll shut up because you're let's hear what you thought well the one that i thought was kind of eh turned out to be one of the funniest and that the task was to build a bridge using anything on the table (laughs) yeah that's it and there, as there often was, there was a hidden twist. <clears throat> because if you could read, could, if you could read. Well, um, I, I don't know if we want to give it away. All right. Okay. So we won't give it away. But the task was very easily done. Uh, <laughs> if you took a second to look around and take stock right. of your surroundings, the task was much easier than it seemed. There's often... Yeah, sometimes there'll be a task and it's like, well, this is okay, but then there's some hidden wrinkle to it that either the players uncover or they don't. Or they don't. Uh, My favorite was make a mess and clean it up. (laughs) I loved it because, what is her name? Catherine Ryan? Anyway, she called her sister. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. And told her that she heard her husband was cheating on her. And this was her mess. This was her kind of mess, a family mess. And then she and then her sister said, well, I've been cheating on him for six months. So who cares? (laughs) And um, and then she hung up on her. And now she calls her brother-in-law to tell him that her sister is going to call him. And accuse him of cheating, and he just laughs. He he gets the whole thing right from the get go, because he knows what she does. Yeah. And um, but I thought that was funny that she was willing to throw such a a, a bomb in the middle of her family. That was uh, yes, an instance of Taskmaster at its best because the players can be creative in their interpretation of what are often very brief. Um, descriptions of tasks that they have to do. Yeah, so Catherine decided to make a mess of her own life, of her family right. life, and she <laughs> she wasn't <laughs> able to clean it up. In time. <laughs> she created a much bigger mess than she quite a uh, mess, set out, quite a mess. But I, and I thought that was hilarious. I just thought that was so funny because I, again, uh, I hadn't. That was a quirky way to take it. I thought. Yeah. Other. Most everybody just made a mess of sorts and cleaned it up. Well, and one player <laughs> did so with no intention of cleaning it up at all. Right. That's right. That's right. And I kept thinking, oh, his time's running out. His time's running out. But he never intended to clean it up. So <laughs> that was pretty funny, too. He had 30 seconds was- left when he started cleaning. 
Now, interspersed in all this is the British sense of humor, which is very subtle um, sometimes. And it's very, Mm. very funny to absorb. It yeah. just makes a, a, a statement. They, the taskmaster and his lackey uh, makes make comments, as do the comedians. And it this is just such a this is like sitting around your living room in the fifties kind of show that's that will entertain everyone. It's true. Um, and Patrick writes in his email uh, every series, meaning every season. Um, they call them series. We call them seasons. Let's call the whole thing off. Am I right? Every <laughs> every series is charming, and I get to really love each group of contestants and the dynamic between them. Um, and I think that's right. Like I, you know, you watch them on YouTube. You jump around between different seasons. You know, because I'm just following the suggestions. My my uh, right. suggestion bar is just all Taskmaster right now, and it's all tasks, so I jump from season to season, and over time, you do get to know the different groups. I think it would be maybe a little different experience to watch all the same people all the way through as they are aired on television, but in any case, you get to know them, you do, Patrick's right, you get to know the dynamic between them, and it's just like, what a breath of fresh air this was after a year of pandemic, Patrick, because it just gave you that feeling of camaraderie and inhabiting the same space and having fun together um, through the TV. It really, the group dynamic is wonderful. I especially like the group that Noel, somebody is in. Yeah, Noel Fielding. Yes, Noel Fielding. That's a great bunch. And uh, we know him from the Great British Bake Off show. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And and this is fun to see uh, this side of him. Where where he shines so well? Yeah, Noel is very good at the show. Uh, have you seen his, the camouflage task? Camouflage yourself as best as you can. I don't think I saw that one. I uh, did see the the one I thought was so funny was hide the hide the aubergines. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was an excellent one too. Um, and the guy decided to eat it. Uh, he and, didn't make it very far. He didn't make it pretty far, but I love that he taped one of one of the eggplants to the big picture that was in the room. <laughs> <laughs> and when the fella came in to start looking for them, he he pointed at it and it fell off. <laughs> oh, that was an amazing moment. Yes, uh, Alex came. Alex, who was the referee. Um, and is the real like main creative mind uh, behind the show originally. Um, <coughs> he came in and pointed at one of the eggplants, and at that very moment, it fell off the wall. Yeah, it was like a magical moment. It uh, really but there, was. I feel like magical moments abound on this show. I agree. I agree. And when I say I- magical <coughs> moments, it's just little things like that. You know, something falling right. down at the right time. The potato one, I think that Patrick sent it along because it has its own magical moment. Um, someone's uh, incredibly straightforward, but then it turns out rather fraught <laughs> solution to the task. Um, again, I'm trying not to give things away, but just it feels like almost every segment has one of these just little moments of sparkle and delight. And I laugh out loud all the time watching these. And they don't miss anything. They yeah. don't miss anything. <laughs> they're they're. Uh, the, uh, you know, they give you a task that seems impossible, 
um, mm. get water from one place to another, and they give you a bunch of stuff that has holes in it or it's string. Or <laughs> Colander, yeah. A, a, and cello tape, as they call it. Yeah. Oh, Lord. And you just think, well, that's impossible. I would take it by the mouthful. And then you watch them come up with all these ideas yeah. that are uh, that are amazing. I, I absolutely love this show. And I'll tell you what else I love about it. We can't get it on the TV to run smoothly. So Daddy and I snuggle in bed and watch it on his computer. And the whole moment is, is like going on a bit of a date. Aw, I love it. Yeah, it's a good, yeah, it's a good uh, show to watch. Uh, you know, snuggled up together because it is so much about camaraderie and um, personal closeness. Uh, yes, despite the fact that the comedians are all ostensibly competing against each other. Yeah, so uh, we both love Taskmaster, Mom. I just wanted to ask you uh, before we finish the review uh, to give your three favorite tasks so people might know what to look for as they start oh, their YouTube journey. Definitely hide the eggplant. But I do think the potato throw is the one I started with. And I think if you start with that one, you'll you'll know what to expect yeah. in each one. Yep. It's a great starting one, I think. Yep, and again, a tip of the hat to Patrick for starting us there. Uh, I think Most that was the definitely. right call. Gee, we've seen so many of them, and I only wrote down a, a several of them. Is there one that sticks in your mind? Um, well, the clip I ran, identify the contents of the pie uh, without breaching the pastry, is one. Um, paint a rainbow scene in the dark <laughs> is... <laughs> I, I haven't uh, seen that an one. especially diabolical one. Yeah, get the potato in. I'm scrolling through the ones I've watched, and there's I can't believe how many I've watched at this point. Um, oh, order a pizza without saying pizza and oh, other Lord, helpful that words. That was hilarious. <laughs> that was hilarious that you had to order uh, a vegetarian, not pizza, but you can't say with the word pizza, tomato, pepperoni. You can't yeah. say a whole list of. Yeah. Oh, you that had was to hilarious. order this very complicated, unorthodox pizza without using any of the words you would need to help you. Oh with it. Lord, oh Lord, that that was that was sublime. <laughs> um, I would also recommend film something that looks impressive. In rev I mean, at this point, they're all oh, so good. Oh yes, that really you can't pick one. Yeah. You can't. But film something that will look impressive in reverse is the yes. is the full task I was about to mention. But I just like they're all good. Yeah. They're all good. Uh okay. Um mom, what is your grade for Taskmaster? Oh, A plus plus. Really? A double yep. Clangs and whoops for this one. Patrick, yep. you get all the credit. Awesome you email, too. Patrick. <laughs> Woo! Love it. Good one. Ma, do you have a recommendation this week? I do. This is uh, a little strange. This one will get you thinking. Um, it's called The Memory Police by Yoko Ogawa, O-G-A-W-A. -A. Uh, it's about an island where, where the memory police come and take something away every few days or every day. And it's a very quiet book, but it's a very thoughtful book. Mm. I'm intrigued by the premise. Yes, I think I think you might like this. I'm not positive. 
That's The Memory Police by Yoko Ogawa. That'll do it for this week's edition of Pop Mom. Mom and I will be back next week to talk about more pop culture. Uh, what should we talk about, though? Something interesting. Oh, something interesting. You always save me. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends. And we love to get email. It's popmom at ological.net. Talk to us about anything. You see that your email can get results. Man. (laughs) For all of us. I can't remember the last time an email brought me so much pleasure. Anyway, we love you. Mom and I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now, Mom. Bye, Johnny. I love you. Love you, too.